Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your hosts, Jeff and Lonnie Jenkins. Hello, friends. This uh, announcement, this beginning, is something that we've been waiting for for a long time. We've talked to you about an end-time message. We have talked to you about an end-time prophet. But we've never shared directly some of the information we're going to share with you today. And so consequently, friends, as I move into these things now, uh, we're going to go through some scriptures. And for the first time, we're going to show you some video clips of William Branham's ministry. And as we always tell you, we are not promoting a man. We're, we're trying to show you where Scripture has been fulfilled. God has sent a prophet in this last day. Many won't want to believe that, but they didn't want to believe John the Baptist. They didn't want to believe Jesus either. And so we're going to start building toward now and then showing you clips in this program and, and the next few programs will be showing you clips of the ministry of William Branham. We have about uh, over 1,100 audio tapes but the video, as far as I know, there was only two films ever shot of William Branham in his ministry. And uh, so it's very, very rare uh, that we can find these things. They're very old, so please uh, bear with us in the quali quality of the videos. They're fuzzy. They've been copied and recopied before we got our hands on them. And, uh, but you'll still be able to enjoy them. So now let's start together. I want to start in Matthew 13, 24 to give you the principle and then, because this is a building principle that you will see continually through the scripture. Matthew 13, 24. And another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field. And while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto them, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he says, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up the wheat also with, with them. So let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. So the, the sequencing of the wording there is not exactly what will happen. The, there is a uh, gathering of the tares, and then the wheat is gathered into the barn, and then the burning takes place of the tares. That's a great tribulation. And so the principle here is we're showing then that this, there is a sowing going forth, went forth. And the whole principle of the Word of God is seed. We have to go over that over and over and over to, to keep you in mind the principles of God is seed. His word is a seed. And so the cycle of seed is, is what is the whole mystery of the program of God is the cycle of seed. You put grain into the ground, it goes through a process, and then it's grain again. And there's many different references to this, which we'll touch on many times, but just to give you an idea, the scripture says he is alpha and omega. That would be grain and grain again. He's the beginning and the end. That's grain and grain again. He says, I am the first and I am the last. Grain and grain again. But in the middle is a process. And that's what the churches have been going through. But what we're trying to show you now is it's harvest time, grain time again. And so there's two things that we now must see. We must begin to see what, what ripened grain looks like. And we're also aware that there's tares that have been sown in the midst of all this. So 
This is our learning process, so stay with us as we continue on in these, on these scriptures. Matthew 24, 24 gives us another principle now, because we, we already discovered we're at harvest time, so we're at the end time. And Matthew 24, 24 tells us, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So in the last days, false Christ doesn't say false Jesuses. It says false Christ. So this is false anointed ones. But to your surprise and my surprise when I discovered this, this is a genuine anointing of the Holy Ghost. But the person, the vessel himself is false. There's a full teaching on this. We can't take the time to go into that. That's not our subject matter. We're trying to show you where we are and what God will do in this last, last days and how God is showing it. Now, one more thing on the, on the, uh, on the principles of where we are now, and that's in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. This know that in the last time, perilous times shall come. So that's our time. We are in the last time. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, coveters, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, unable to control themselves, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, for this such are they which creep into houses, lead captive silly women laden with uh, sins, led away into kept, ever, ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge truth. Here's what I want to get to. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these resist the truth, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So we found in Matthew there will be false Christs, false anointed ones, doing signs and wonders to, to deceive the very elect. And here Timothy is telling us that this same thing, but he's comparing them to Janus and Jambres as they withstood Moses. Well, the first thing I want you to remember is there had to be a Moses before Janus and Jambres could withstand him. So if in the last days there's going to be a Janus and Jambres, there has to be a prophet on the scene for, for Janus and Jambres to do anything that would imitate what a prophet can do. Mm -hmm. Second of all, Janus and Jambres were the two court magicians in Pharaoh's court when Moses would perform the supernatural to prepare the hearts of the people for the message that he was going to bring, the two court magicians, Janus and Jambres, they would turn around many times, not all, but many times and perform the very same supernatural act, thus kind of taking away from what Moses had. They had no message. They were there to just confuse the issue. But Moses had a message. So here we are now in the last days, false Christ with signs and wonders, and uh, Janus and Jambres with signs and wonders, but the purpose is, it throws up a flag of mm -hmm. confusion. Mm -hmm. So the people don't know who to listen to or what to listen to because we say, oh, well, this man has the supernatural. Yeah, well, so does this man. But we're going to find one person. We're only promised one major prophet right in this last day. And so there will be one person with a message from God in this last days. And then there's going to be a handfuls of false Christs, plural, and sign workers, and of course, multitudes being sign seekers to see what they can find in the way of the supernatural manifestation. But God has only promised one message. We'll keep unveiling that as we go, go through before. 
So we've spoken to you many times about William Branham's ministry that came to fulfill scripture. And many who do not know this ministry always say, you're following a man. We are not following a man. We are following fulfilled scripture. And that's exactly what we want to share with you. And for those of you, as the scripture says, that have eyes to see and ears to hear, uh, you may see and hear something that I hope will quicken something down in, in, your, in your soul. Didn't the uh, Sadducees and Pharisees think that, uh, that the, the people were following a man when they were following Jesus? Yeah, they absolutely. Said, we know his mother. We know his father. And how can you say that this man's anything but perhaps even illegitimate? Yeah. And uh, you guys are following Noah. He's telling you to get on this big boat. The, it, it is sort of, in a sense, ludicrous for the, the carnal mind to comprehend that God could send a messenger. God can send a man, and that man could be used of God in such a mighty way so as to fulfill Scripture. So if a guy has a gift... Like you said, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Uh, Lord, Lord, did not we in the uh, cast out devils in your name and do many mighty? He might have a gift, but God's man will not only be gifted, do the signs uh, uh, that the Bible foretold, but he'll also have a message, won't he? Yeah. And if you look at Moses, Janice and Jambres didn't have a message, but Moses had a message of deliverance to deliver the people out of, is out of Egypt and into the promised land. And this prophet in this last day, William Marion Bradham, he also had a message of deliverance accompanied with angels, signs, wonders, miracles, discernment of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and to deliver a people also, an exodus out of, in a sense, uh, the creeds and dogmas of man into greater truth. And in reality, Jesus delivered the people that would hear out of the grip of the Sadducees and Pharisees, mm -hmm. out of the creeds and dogmas of man, into greater truth that was being fulfilled. Jesus was scripture fulfilled. And what we're trying to say is, is that Brother Branham, it may be his name, Jesus was his name, Moses was his name, he, but Brother Branham is fulfilling scripture in our day. And if John the Baptist was the forerunner to the first coming, wouldn't God then have a Alpha Omega principle, a forerunner to the second, Brother Lonnie? Yes, we find that in, um, in Malachi 4. Mm -hmm. And uh, that we see a part of that, Malachi 4, 5, and 6, uh, we see, can directly trace it to the ministry of John the Baptist. But another yeah. part is reserved for the end time. And mm. that's, that's our time. So this Elijah ministry that we've emphasized to you before is used five times. That uh, one of those five is the ministry of, uh, of William Branham. And so if God's going to use a prophet, God has to train a prophet. Even for Jesus, Hebrews says, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. So let's go back to a little clip here and listen to William Branham himself tell you about some of these beginnings. Let's go back to the beginning. I was born in eastern Kentucky in a little log cabin near Burtsville, Kentucky. The morning of my birth, I'm told of my parents that there was a light came into the room and hung over me. My people was not a religious people. They did not go to any church. Of course, this caused quite a stir among them. It's followed me all the days of my life. Recently, they took a picture of it in the scientific world, as shown here. You're probably familiar with this picture. It was proven by science that it was the only supernatural being that was ever scientifically photographed. To my opinion, it's the same 
angel of God that followed the children of Israel from Egypt unto Palestine. You know as a scholar yourself, that was the angel of the covenant, none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. And when here on earth, manifested in flesh, he did not claim to be a great person. He said the Son can do nothing, just as the Father shows him. <laughs> I was noticing, Jeff, on this film, I hadn't, I hadn't yeah. really thought of it in the broad terms like yeah. this before. Yeah. But uh, here's William Branham with an unusual birth. Yeah, exactly. Moses had an unusual, unusual birth. birth. Yeah. Jesus had an unusual, unusual birth. birth. Yeah. And so here's the you know leaders that God has used yeah. to the ages with an with an un unusual birth. Yeah. God and trying to show and reveal something in the shadows of those other men that God is doing something great in our day too. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it starts uh, gifts and callings are w without repentance. Yeah. And so it yeah. starts. Starts right, right from at birth. birth. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to talk about is this, uh, what we call the halo picture. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I don't know about you, but yeah. I had always looked at religious pictures yeah, back exactly. to the ages. And they'd have that halo. And they had this halo thing yeah. over yeah. over the angel's head. And I thought, where did they get that? Yeah, this frisbee looking thing, or sometimes <laughs> yeah. it looked like the ring of Saturn or something. Yeah, yeah right. exactly, exactly. And you wonder, where did they get it? And then all yeah. of a sudden here, God photographs, or allows yeah. photograph, a prophet yeah. of God. Supernatural. And and there it is, that, that halo look hanging right over his head. Yeah. And then uh, investigated by by a fellow that do, did uh, document research for the FBI to establish that it was not a, an overlayer, it wasn't yeah. a light in the background, it was an, actually a supernatural light. And I think what's interesting too is, is that uh, that picture was taken in lieu of the fact that a minister was trying to make mockery of Brother mm -hmm. Branham and he had his personal photographer take shots of Brother Branham while, while he even had his fist in Brother Branham's face and says, we're going to put this in my magazine. And uh, that photographer took those, those pictures and developed them, and not one of those slanderous, evil pictures showed up on his, on his film. And the only one that showed up, all of his film was blank, except for one. And the one that showed up was the one of Brother Branham with the halo over his head. None of those other ones that made, look, made Brother Branham look like somebody that was defeated or somebody that was... Uh, being bested by this other organizational preacher. And Brother Bosworth, too, was yeah. in on that. Yeah. Many of the pictures were Brother Bosworth, and God wouldn't even permit that. Yeah, exactly. To, to defile that grand old man. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. I just thought that was marvelous. And then that man, that, that photographer, was so humbled that he took that one picture, and he wanted to ensure, he went to Brother Branham's men and says, I got something I got to show you. Mm -hmm. And he shows from that picture, and Brother Bram said, get it authenticated. Yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that same light, there was a picture of it in um, Camden, Arkansas, and, uh, and they, uh, uh, it didn't get out, get out very much. It, 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 it was almost like laying on his shoulder. Right, right. And then, and then there was one uh, uh, that we can show you here that was, uh, he was talking about the light and some photographers when he was in Switzerland asked about, is, do you think it would be possible that we could get a picture of that light like the other one was? He says, I don't know, maybe God would permit it. So he says, when the angel of the Lord comes, he says, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. And then they said, okay, we'll take a picture then. And so after a while he said, he's coming. And then he said, he's here now. And then he went on speaking. Mm -hmm. And then he said, he's leaving now. And at each of those, they took a picture and here's the light coming into the room when he's here, here's the light over his head.
and then when the next picture you can see it there, the light is leaving the room. So God allowed it again to be vindicated. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about a vindicated ministry, you can't hardly go beyond the fact that the pillar of fire itself is there to vindicate a ministry. Many, many people uh, may talk about their anointing and their gift mm -hmm. and, and like we've already read in the scriptures, demonstrate uh, mm -hmm. things of the, of the supernatural. Mm -hmm. But this is the only one I know that had an angel accompanying his ministry and the pillar of fire was there to vindicate God's, God's prophet to this last days. That's right. All right, so we've discussed seed. And with, uh, here's a little more on that, that, well, on that thought. If we plant wheat or corn or barley, uh, and actually most crops, the cycle starts with the seed and ends with the seed. So as I said before, Jesus repeatedly told John the Revelator, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So they're all basically saying the same thing. As Jesus manifests at Alpha, he will manifest again at Omega. We compare that with the seed plant and we put a seed into the ground and it goes through a process which is most of the time involved, but then at harvest time, it's back to grain again. And so therefore, if, if we are in the season of grain again, then Luke 17.30 is what we would be seeing fulfilled. And Luke 17.30 says, as it was in the days of Lot, so will the day, be in the days of the revealing of the Son of Man. I cut it short, but that's the principle of it. And so the revealing of the Son of Man. And now most theologians read that and they say, oh, well, that's Jesus coming again. It doesn't say coming. It says revealing. It's mm -hmm. an, a, an unveiling, a showing forth. Mm -hmm. Now here's the next principle that uh, you have to catch. And again, most of the church world and the theologians have missed it. When the single grain went into the ground, Jesus Christ, he said he, he was that grain that went into the ground. Mm -hmm. Then... As, it, as, it, as the resurrected life came forth, we saw a book of Acts mm -hmm. and many people doing the works of Jesus. So the single seed had instantly produced a crop of those manifesting the life of Christ. Mm -hmm. But that was the seed church. And then that church was buried. And in, in historical fact, the, what God was showing then is that the 1500 years of dark ages was the church, the true church, had been buried under the pressures of the Roman church during the Dark Ages. 68 million Protestants put to death, except a seed go into the ground and die. It abides alone. And then that little grain wheat of the true church began to come up with the Lutheran movement and has since that time been going through, through the process. Mm -hmm. And so here we are now at grain time again. Mm -hmm. And that takes us in thought process back to Leviticus 26, where it says that there will be a wave sheaf, excuse me, Leviticus 23, mm -hmm. a wave sheaf over the people. And, and if you watch, if you know your feasts in the Old Testament and what they shadow, that shadow represented the resurrected life of Jesus Christ would be waved over the people for, it says, for your acceptance. And of course, mm -hmm. that type, type the, the, that literal resurrection of Christ laid down in shadow form in, in the Old Testament. And so now here at the end time, the point I was getting at now is that when it comes to the manifold grain in the head at harvest time, mm -hmm. that's not Jesus of Nazareth. That's his bride, the true church. Mm -hmm. So the many that are reproduced are the many membered body of Christ, which is the true church, the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so now that this ministry has come forth in this day, 
It's to tell those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, we are at the end time mm -hmm. and the very first portion of the grain has come forth to declare it's harvest time. Here's the resurrected life of Christ displayed again, but now not in the form of Jesus of Nazareth, but now in, in the form of a member of the bride of Christ, mm -hmm. that many-membered body, the, the true church. Mm -hmm. You want to add any comments there, well, no, Jeff, I think while I find yeah, my place sure, here sure, in sure. my notes? I think it's exciting to know that uh, uh, the only ministry that I know in the Alpha Omega Principle and we'll be able to elaborate on this a little bit more, is, is that Jesus was the only one that I know in biblical uh, history that could discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. And you're going to bring out a little while that even the woman at the well said, we know when, when Messiah cometh, when Messiah cometh, she'll, you, Messiah will do these things. Something in the heart of the believers back then, we know that when Messiah cometh, so she, he, Jesus discerned her heart, told her she had five husbands, in fact, told her more than that because she said, come see a man that's told me everything that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And the only other ministry that I know of that's ever been able to discern everything about an individual, go back into their past, tell them what their future will be, other than Jesus Christ himself, was the, the ministry of Jesus Christ uh, through William Marion Branham. Correct. So it's, it's laying a foundation to show us that the Alpha, the Jesus of 2,000 years ago, is now returning in shadow form, and we're getting very much closer to the, to the literal coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In a sense, it's a forerunning of the coming of Christ, isn't it? It's a it is forerunning. a forerunning, mm -hmm. and of course the life of Christ that will be declared in these last days is, is to be in the bride of Christ. And mm -hmm. again, that's a shock, shock to many of you, but Adam has been restored. Jesus is called the last Adam. Mm -hmm. And so now the last Eve has to be restored, which is the church. Amen. And so the word had to come forward to restore her. And uh, Jeff was talking about the mm -hmm. fact that the woman at the well in Luke 4, I believe that is, said that uh, we know that when Messiah comes, he'll do these things. And I just had the scripture here before okay. me. And the same thing in John 1:47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said, Behold, an Israelite in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, mm. I saw you. Yeah. But now look at Nathanael's response. We know when Messiah comes, he'll do these things. <laughs> the woman said, and Nathanael says, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. So there was something in them that recognized this thing that we call discernment. Hebrews mm. 4.12, the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Let's just take a look at that and see what God has done in this day. But the only thing this is to do is to glorify God and to reveal Jesus Christ. That when he was here on earth, he did this very same thing. All Bible readers believe that, say amen. amen. And he said, when I go away, now come again a little while and the world will see me no more. That's the unbelievers. But ye shall see me, who? The believers. For I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Is that true? Then it's sin to disbelieve. Go ye and sin no more, or disbelieve no more, or a worse thing than this will come upon you, said Jesus. Is that true? Then we must believe. It's got to be a belief. Or perish. If I was God, if they could take my word for it, that would settle it. But people still don't take the word. Then signs and wonders are added into the churches. Jesus Christ promised to do. 
And to my honest belief, I believe he's finishing up right now with the Gentiles and will turn to the Jews right away. And the Gentiles will be left in their dogmas and the things that they've got in their creeds and cold formal denominations and the church will be raptured and tucked up and the gospel will go to the Jews. Amen. Amen means so be it. All right. Excuse me, sister. I have to relax my mind once in a while. Now we are be strangers. I see that you are strictly a stranger to me. You're from away from here. You come from another city. You've got a lot of trouble on your heart. You got hard trouble to begin with. Is that right? There's a whole lot of blackness. I see a black sheep keep following you like that. Oh, it's a lie. Somebody stole a lie on you. And that was a man who was professing divine healing. Yes, sir. He said you was a witch. Is that true? And you've got a whole stir in your church or something other about it. Isn't that right? Your pastor's sick right now. He's got polio. Is that right? Sister, don't pay no attention to what them people tell you. They're lying. And the only thing's wrong with your heart is that nervous condition got your heart worked up. Go on home in peace, and God bless you. You're all right. God bless you. You're not alone. Now, who do you say that is? No man can do those things. That's God. And so when we see something like this, God is sending a sign for the message that is to follow. It's to get your attention, friends. Mm, a very sign of the Messiah himself, uh, our, lit rate, our television listening audience. What you have just witnessed is the very same sign that Jesus exhibited, and it was Christ on the scene. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he was on the scene again in a ministry, in a prophetic ministry in William Branham's life. We have so much more to say to you. God bless you. We'll see you next program. Friends, you may have seen other ministries that look similar to what you have just experienced, but there is a difference. The discerning word in the ministry of William Branham was not general. You could see he knew who he was speaking to and the knowledge of the person or the problem involved was specific. This is a demonstration of the presence of Jesus Christ speaking through his prophet. It was sent to draw our attention to a message that was to follow. Friends, this is to get us ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Write to us. Video excerpts shown on today's program are from the DVD entitled 20th Century Prophet. To obtain this DVD or a copy of today's program, Forerunner to the Second Coming of Christ, contact us at Global Answers at 1695 Stewart Road in Lima, Ohio. Our zip code is 45801 here in the USA. Or visit us on the web at globalanswers.us and click on the Resource Center link. And while you're there, please be sure to contact us through our email, info at globalanswers.us, and send us your comments or questions. Thank you for joining us, and may our Lord Jesus Christ richly